This episode of Future Break is brought to you by Discord, the best way to keep the conversation going after the show. Join the Future Break server and you can see updates and even help contribute to the show. That's right. You can join us at discord.gg slash futurebreak. That's again, discord.gg slash futurebreak. We'll see you there. Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break Podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And today, we're talking about how there's just a lot of garbage out there, actually. (laughs) Just a ridiculous number of rubbish out there, right? Talking about trash. This is the trash talk. Yeah. I like that. This is trash talk radio with Peter and Serge. No. Uh, It's a a serious topic here. Yes. You know, this is uh, one of those things that you just kind of like to, you know, that little department in your head that just you never like to visit. That's kind of where I think most people file this problem away in. Talking about actual physical trash. Yeah. Yeah, we just like, uh, it exists. All those ding-dong wrappers mixed in with the <laughs> diapers and all that jazz. Okay, let me ask you this, Peter. Important question. Clean car or a trashy car? Do you keep your car clean or no. trashy? If you, you want to plead I'm the Fifth gonna, Amendment I'm just going to say it's... We're just going to lean a little bit towards more of the trashier side. Yeah. I just Three kids under five is kind of a little difficult. So It's it's kind of expected, isn't it? I mean, for the mo- there's a, there is a trash receptacle <laughs> in the in the van um, that, for the most part, does actually help clean it up. Good. Yeah. I I, uh, I tend to clean it every once in a while, too. But I, 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 it's amazing how, over time, it can get very you know cluttered and all that stuff oh, so yeah well before we dive into uh the episode fully here let's talk about the future news flash all right so amazon is kind of everywhere nowadays and guess what they want to get into your car so <laughs> what i mean by that is <clears throat> if you are ordering a package and let's say you're in an office park somewhere or, you know, parked out there and you, you want to have some Amazon deliver the package, you can actually give them a digital key to your car. They can open your car, pop the package in there, and presto, you're done. Which sounds a little nerving, but I've heard that actually that would probably reduce a lot of packages being taken. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see the benefit, but I can also see like the, the privacy... It doesn't sound exactly kind of cool to give com- a company access to your car. Yeah. I, I, I even admit that. Yep. All right. So, Suit X, this company, has made a, this is weird, an exoskeleton mm. for, obviously, people would say things like, uh, one of their target markets is like paraplegics mm-hmm. so I can okay. walk but here's the other part about it is this is like their attempt to become a low cost exoskeleton 
for even workers. Really? So imagine that you're going to pick up a box. Yeah. Well, this thing just distributes it that weight as you bend down and huh. pick it up. So in a weird way, you're you're, you're kind of getting like some superhuman strength. That's actually. interesting. Anyways, it's a cool it's a cool company that man. I can I can see there's a lot of potential for that concept. Totally. Because if you can reduce, I mean, probably one of the costs of one of these items, I don't know completely, but it, that might be a lower cost than the actual, you know, somebody got injured on the job. Yeah, like yeah. So. All right, remember blockchains? Yeah. They're still around, Peter. Yeah, they're just not on the news anymore. <laughs> um, IBM wants to, is, is actually introducing a, uh, what they're calling a trust chain uh, to actually verify the jewelry supply chain. This is kind of a cool idea. Basically, um, you know, we, we know that jewelry is mined and all that stuff. And so um, to verify authenticity, a lot of times it's, it's, it's kind of sketchy, you know. And so this blockchain would hopefully say, okay, this was mined at this place and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and kind yeah. of pass that all, yeah. all around so you can verify that. So that's a really interesting application of, of the blockchain let's see if let's see if it catches on indeed all right and we just want to bring this up there is a company called if this then that which connects to yeah iftt iftt which connects to all sorts of weird different things like your fitbit all sorts of different stuff mm-hmm. anyways salesforce like one of the most i would say a more powerful company in the tech world that probably isn't talked about a whole lot. That's but, true. But they That's are true. very powerful. Um, they uh, helped raise uh, $24 million for IFTT. So wow. What does that mean? I don't know exactly, but uh, the Internet of Things talking to each other, it just seems like something. I can't, I can't wait for my yeah. Bluetooth-connected uh, shoelaces, Peter. <laughs> That's a joke. Wow. Well, is, it's a joke, but here, maybe here, not. Maybe pick, someone. <laughs> here's a quick piggyback on that. Nike self-lacing shoes. Have you yeah. seen those? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's the future news flash for you. Um, before we dive into um, the main, the main meat of the of the episode here, we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about uh, Discord and what Discord is. So. Um, it's an awesome platform that uh, that we've been using to to kind of keep the conversation going after the show, um, and we're, we're we're definitely would love to have you join that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we I've, we've posted a couple things on there already for like, oh, here's what we're going to talk about next week, and and it's just uh, it's just really cool to connect with with you. So, um, it's. And so how it works is you basically set up a server, meaning just kind of a chat room, I guess. Yep. Think of it as a chat room. And uh, you can join our server. Uh, how do they do that, Peter? Yes. So the best way to do that would be through the, the URL, which is a discord.gg forward slash future break. And yeah, joining the conversation. We've already been appreciating people coming in, hopping in, talking with us already. I mean, quite frankly, this is one of those things where the search's point. 
I know we've been kind of teasing on the podcast a little bit. We'd probably give you some more concrete stuff of totally. what what's coming up yeah. here in Future Break. I think we want to make a couple uh, really interesting announcements on on Discord. So be so we, again, we'd love to have you be part of that, uh, join that conversation, and look out for some really cool stuff. So indeed, that's again discord.gg slash Future Break. Okay. Well, let's get to it. We're going to talk a trashy, trashy talk or trash talk or I don't know. Trash talk. Kiss 105. <laughs> um, actually, okay. The genesis of this episode was an article that I was going to use for the future news slash. Oh. And then I'm like, wow, that's, geez, that's a big problem. And this could possibly solve this big problem. And so... Um, before we get to that though, here's some 10 shocking facts about your garbage that you probably, uh, did or did not know about. And maybe you you care or don't care, but we'll, we don't care. We'll talk about them quick. Um, this is from, uh, Mercola. And so let's, let's kind of dive in here quick. So, okay. Number one. More than 100 tons of waste for every American. So the average of your, average American throws away more than seven pounds of garbage every day. Seven pounds. Hmm. By the way, spoiler alert. If, it, is, if it's half <laughs> wrong, it's still a lot. Oh seven pounds. Okay. I mean, that's a that's a that's a that's a newborn basically i mean you throw away a newborn's weight every day in garbage that's ridiculous number two bottled water is the grandfather of wasteful industries yes this has been there's been a lot of people that freaked out about the bottled water oh yeah um because it is kind of an epidemic. Is I mean, you saw the you saw people like, hey, we're we're thirty percent more recyclable, for, you know, or like reduce, yeah. Because people are like you could stretch bottle. I don't know how many times around the world or whatever it is. It's uh, anyways. Yeah, and like, well, I mean, back in when, when I remember when bottled water kind of came out. I guess you would say more mainstream. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, no one's going to buy. Who's going yeah, to buy a bottle of water, water right? Who's going to do that? It's like I saw I saw something on Instagram. I've, I've had water from Fiji, New Zealand, <laughs> <laughs> and Norway. <laughs> and I have never been there. So it's like this, you know, it's this huge creative thing now. And it's like, okay, well... It's part of it's part of the the culture, so that is a major problem. I, I have water springs in the Himalayas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the meadows where the horses the frolic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, food waste is also a huge problem. Um, well, the funny thing about this list is it really focuses on Americans, but I think rightfully so. We're pretty wasteful people in general. Americans throw away 28 billion pounds of food a year, which is about 25% of the U.S. food supply. That's crazy. I will say, we're getting this off of, we don't have like the exact like source stuff 
Do we for this? Uh, some of it, yeah. There's, there's, we'll, we'll, we'll have a link oh, to this again, article. Yeah, I always like to tell people if it's half wrong, that's still a lot. <laughs> still, that's still a big problem. That's still a big problem, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, huge food waste. Like, okay, just let me pause here for a sec. I'm from again, oh. Ukraine, Soviet Union. Listen, 1913, dude. We we don't waste food. Like you, you will oh, eat the, you know. <laughs> My my dad would <laughs> take watermelon, like we would take. You know, we as kids would eat a watermelon, and he would like take the watermelon rinds and sometimes finish it be- because there was like a a layer of red there. Like it's you you don't waste anything, man. Oh, uh, it's kind of gross, but well, that's what, what, how we were 19, brought up. Nineteen thirteen Ukraine famine. Nineteen thirty, uh, yeah, nineteen thirty seven. I think oh, thirty seven. It was. Yeah. Yeah, that'll 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 change your behavior change as a your society. Culture a little bit pretty quickly. Yeah. By the way, everyone should look that up. So, uh, all right. Disposables are a drain. Ten percent of the world's oil supply is used to make and ship disposable plastics. So, plates, cups. Ten percent used, used one time and thrown away. You know what's funny? I. My wife and I maybe are one of the few people, I, I guess I wouldn't say plastic plates. We would probably still throw those away. But, or recycle them, I guess. But if, when, it comes to, when it comes to plastic cutlery, man, that stuff gets thrown in the dishwasher all the time. Really? Oh, man. <laughs> I swear, we reuse that stuff like all the time. So what I don't, even, I don't even know why that how that happened in her life, but we're just like, dude, like the forks from like Kedoba, really? man, those things are high quality, <laughs> high quality plastic Peter, cutlery. Do you have a blog that rates like <laughs> cutlery from different? Oh man, I would, I dare say that that store is the one that I'm like, man, that's that's some premium, oh, okay. premium stuff. So what happens if like a a, a part of the fork breaks off and you have I mean, a trident then, then you get, yeah you got a little trident going on there <laughs> and then olive garden has tridents they don't have forks next time you're at olive garden just look at the the silverware they pres- they have tridents they don't have forks sorry okay i totally digress there yeah trash number five trash is expensive most communities spend more to deal with trash than they spend for school books fire protection, libraries, and parks. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Um, going to the dump is pretty expensive. Yeah. I think it's like you pay... It is, yeah. What is it, like 30 bucks here in town? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, and then we kind of have this... We kind of have this um, almost like a hidden... Uh, world out there, right? With with the garbage trucks, like you're sleeping, and these these people come at night and they take away your trash, and you know, there's there's a lot of moving parts in that whole ecosystem. I think right, that's very true. Um, carpet waste alone is outstanding. Americans throw away 5.7 million tons of carpet every year. 5.7 million. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, man, 
we're not really talk delve into that, but how do you recycle that stuff? Carpet. It's I don't know. Or how do you use reuse? I don't know. Because I think to myself, well, yeah, you have a you have a you have a good flood somewhere, man. You're going to get carpet being thrown out. Like oh yeah, crazy. Oh yeah. So well, just every couple of years too. Like you, you'll see homeowners re, you know. Oh yeah. Taking out the old, putting new in. Like oh, it does wear down? It it's, does. Yeah. So yeah. Um, number seven, paper waste is a shame. Americans waste four point five tons of office paper a year. Or no, no, sorry, four point five tons. I forgot four point five million tons of office paper a year. Ask yourself, do you really need to print this out? Looking at you, CVS Pharmacy here. And the print marketing world just said, absolutely. Absolutely. CVS Pharmacy, when you go there, they give you you a receipt. I mean, that is the size of, it's like, it'll, it'll follow you. That receipt is just never, it's like, dude, why? I just bought gum. I don't need... You know, a ten foot long receipt paper. The the life insurance industry world at at least back in twenty ten you had to many times print off everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It felt like you were killing a tree. It, it felt was, dirty, every didn't policy it? That you, I was like, This seems a little <laughs> excessive. But I mean, all the little details in yeah. there. Um all right. Opting, well, I guess this ties in that. Opting out of junk mail makes a difference. So apparently we distribute uh, about uh, enough junk mail in in one day that could heat 250,000 homes. The so, energy created used yeah. to, to, wow. Apparently you can go to catalogchoice.org and opt out of junk mail. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that is that is super interesting. All right, number nine, too many toys. This is a problem. This is, I want to rant on this a little bit here. <laughs> Only 4% of the world's children live in the U.S., but Americans buy and throw away 40% of the world's toys. 40%. Fisher Price, you just don't make it like it used to. No. It's breaking on us. I mean, okay. Back in our day, obviously, we had a lot less toys. We had we had four kids in our family, so we, right. you know, we couldn't all get the coolest, newest thing. But I feel like we we kind of like bear grills, adapt, improvise. We kind of like, hey, it's broken. Well, let's make it into something else, you know, because <laughs> we had no other choice. But now it's like, well, you see, some kids that man, they just have everything, all kinds of pads and games and scooters and all. I mean, just anything you can imagine, they have it. 40% of the toys uh, are used by 4% of the children. Okay. So that's, I'm terrible at math here, but that's, that does not sound pretty uh, pretty even there. No. <laughs> that is a 10%. Yeah. All right. Okay. Drum roll here. Plastic bags. On average, Americans use 500 plastic bags per capita 
each year. Such bags make up the second most common type of garbage found on beaches. Stash reusable, okay, yeah, reusable shopping bags in your purse or car, or car so you're not tempted to buy plastic or paper. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... Do you ever feel dirty answering, like, the, the cashier, paper or plastic? Plastic. Do you ever feel dirty answering that? Uh, sometimes, maybe. <laughs> I don't, I don't, and here's the reason why. I like how they say reusable shopping bags. Mm-hmm. Those are really great things. Yeah, yeah. I keep thinking to myself, are those are those recycled reusable shopping bags? Some of them are, yeah. Some of them yeah, are. Totally. I know I know they're like, hey, this was this these were two two liter bottles. You know, or something like <laughs> yeah. that, right? But the the thing that we do is we actually just kind of reuse the the plastic bags. Yeah. Well, I take the, I, I should also point out there, let's just be real. Those plastic bags are excellent, excellent trash receptacles for the trash containers at your desk or at, mm-hmm. in the car or something like that. So. I personally use uh, those garbage, those plastic bags as my lunchbox, basically. Yeah. I just throw my lunch in it. Boy, so I, 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 Yeah, I did that a lot. I yeah. reuse it. I mean, the, the, the downside of that is when you look at the fridge at work, it's like plastic so bags. does 15 other people's. Yes. You know, <laughs> you're like which which Target bag is my <laughs> is my lunch. Um, yes, I, I will also give a credit to the stores like Aldi, uh, Whole Foods, that are really pushing this. Like, hey, bring your own bag, and I've seen that push coming from those stores, which is now moving yep. to like Ikea's more mainstream. Right. Yeah, exactly. Bring your own bag, throw your stuff in there, and just walk out with the stuff in your own bag that can be reused every time. So right. so that's the 10 shocking facts. There's probably a lot more than that. Um, but I thought we'd start off with that just because, you know, this, this trash problem, this, this rubbish problem is, is pretty big. Right. It's, I mean, it, it's, that's, that's a, that's an even understatement just to say that it's pretty big because it really, you know, we we are consumers by nature, right? We take something, we consume it, and then there's waste products usually out of that. Right. Whether that's food, whether that's, um, you know, stuff that we make, uh, you know, we're making a desk. Well, you, you take a tree and then you cut it and you do all this stuff. There's waste products from that. So there's like waste products basically from virtually everything that we touch. And so... um the the big thing that really kind of caught caught my attention and in this episode and, and why we're talking about this is you've probably heard of something called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, the GPGP. So, <clears throat> in the Pacific Ocean, there is so you know there's kind of different uh, different currents and. Um, as the currents are swirling and formulating around themselves, they kind of make this this huge, huge area that um, it's easy to trap things in there. So, you know, you throw a bottle in there and it, it could virtually cycle forever because it's, you know, using the currents and all that stuff. Right. So there's this huge, like, trash vortex out there. 
and it's twice the size of Texas. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine swimming like in like in castaways, like you know, Wilson. Oh, then you bump into like this huge trash island out there, which is crazy to think that that exists on our planet. A trash island. Yeah. Just. So, I mean, that, that, that tells you kind of the, to the extent that how, how crazy this, this thing and how big this thing really is. Um, and what are we going to do about it? I guess that's, that's a good question. Well, there's a guy working on it. There's somebody working on it. Yeah. Boyan Slat who is 23 years old, by the way. And at times, if you... He did a, recently an interview on Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. A little thank you to shout out to Jeff for uh, referring that to us. Uh, but it, it's kind of funny. He's a guy that kind of makes you think, wow, what was I doing at 23? <laughs> right. Not saving the world, Not Peter. saving the world. In this own unique way. But he, I mean, he's just really, this is a, you know, this is something he wants to take care of. And this ability to essentially mimic plastic with, no joke, plastic nets. Uh, <laughs> it's it's poetic, it's isn't very, it? very, yeah. It's, he would call it poetic, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That plastic nets that, you know, that catch the garbage that then can be, taken out of the sea and then recycled and turned into products. And his idea is to turn it into, you know, like sunglasses. That, mm-hmm. So the there's a massive profitability on it, actually. Yeah. Like a $1 cost to a, like a $100 pair of sunglasses. Jeez. So that's a pretty significant increase. Anyways, I mean, that's... And then have sponsorships of businesses to create these nets that go out there and they'll be completely branded by the company and yeah, it's a good PR yeah. deal and stuff like that. And So you can like potentially buy these sunglasses or whatever they make and say like, hey, I'm wearing... Yes. What are you wearing this week? Uh, I'm wearing the Pacific Gar- Great Pacific Garbage Patch on my, on my head, you know. <laughs> um, this used to be trash on my face <laughs> and now it's been turned into... <laughs> Um, it's good looking stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, well, he's got a really interesting. I let's talk a little bit about the tech here because you know, again, we're kind of a tech podcast. We'd like to talk about that. Um, I think we talked really well about the human behavior side of things. Like, we throw away stuff. Um, personally, to me, it's very unpleasant. Like, I'm, you know, let's say I'm in taking a walk somewhere or hike somewhere like in the mountains right to see trash i hate that that yeah you know <clears throat> it's funny you say i mean i i will i've i've been somewhat like yourself I mean, there have been weird times where like i'm just gonna pull over and pick this up yeah yeah and, I, and i'll do that and i mean there comes a point though where i, I will admit i mean it, Nobody can, no one person can take care of it. No. Right. So you got to, absolutely not. It takes it, you know, it's got to be a <laughs> quote unquote a group effort. But yeah, yeah. 
it's it's yeah it's like well it's it's unpleasant you're you're taking a walk you're like well look at this beautiful natural thing and and uh then you've got a you know <laughs> just a bunch of <laughs> exotic water bottles there <laughs> it's like no i shouldn't I, even be laughing at it but yeah it's like this is I didn't, you know, it's like I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't come. I didn't come this way to see, <laughs> to see Mountain Dew bottles from the, <laughs> yeah. from the 90s. Right. That's, and that's, that's the thing is like, you know, unlike other trash, you know, degradable trash, natural stuff, this stuff obviously never degrades. It just will live there. And that's crazy thing is they found trash in this great Pacific garbage patch from the 70s. They found like a, like a case that was manufactured in the seventies. I mean that that's ridiculous. They flipped it as an antique. So, yeah. yeah, and so now you can take that and and make it into you know whatever. So I think we are as humans just naturally we just tend to be polluters. And it's 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 uh, there's more. It definitely there's people that are bigger offenders of that than than others so like americans are pretty pretty big offenders in, in pollution they are i will say they are not the the country that at least especially with the great pacific yeah that is actually not the primary offender actually that's true um, who, who is the primary do we know uh it's well it's definitely the continent of asia okay um so why do you think that peter why do you think it's... Well, I, I don't know. I mean, without... I, I guess it's not... A, it's, it seems to be just... There's just a lack of sometimes education, but sometimes, quite frankly, the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the bigger thing. It's the infrastructure on land. Uh, you know, it, that's actually something we talk about a lot, right? I mean, in the U.S., more people try to be more, you know... Obviously, we just read some crazy stats, but I mean... There's people who do try to be, you know, recycle and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, Europe is like crazy recycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Probably realistically should be recycle. Maybe. That's more like what Europe is to the rest of us. But but when it comes to Asia, like you said, the infrastructure is not there. You know, th- yeah. It's, 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 it, it, it contributes quite a bit of the trash and the, in the Pacific area. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's really unfortunate because, again, we'll, I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, like this garbage patch, but, I mean, the the, the ships that are that are going out there that are, um, you know, this, there's people that, that just, they go through this thing because they're, it's just there, you know, you can't avoid it. It's like, well... That's the. I mean, that's just the one thing that just takes away the. To me, that just takes away the beauty from. You know, let, let's say a nice pristine beach, and now you got trash just washed up on it. Like, like, oh, I don't want to go there. Well, you know I mean, what I mean. Part of, yes, part of the part of the thing is is this this some of the, this garbage is you know kind of between Florida and Hawaii. If I'm not mistaken, in the geographical sense, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, I mean, if you don't take care of that, and theoretically you have wash up on on land, I mean, those are 
two primary tourist destinations that you know you don't want to end up becoming trashy. Exactly. No pun intended. Uh, so, yeah. So let's talk about Boyan Salt and his or Slot, not Salt, yes. Slot, and his ideas for cleaning up this thing. So, um, uh, they've got a pretty cool website called theoceancleanup.com. dot com, and if you go there, you can read all about his plan. And really, kind of the the, the breaking news is um, they're sending this thing out like in two days or something like that. They're sending it's this pretty crazy. Yeah, the first major prototype to start working yep. on the yeah. Uh, on this section. So kind of how it works is, um, again, so the, the, this, this tool, um, this, I mean, what do you call it? Like a net, right? I would call it a net. Okay. A, a, I, I would call it a floating net, but that's, I guess that's me. And I wouldn't say that's him, but yeah, it's like a long, um, think, think it plastic barrels. So I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about here, but, Plastic, let's say, let's say like plastic barrel type concept of that you might use at like a food store or something that's got mm-hmm. some sort of container, but they're big, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, these would be much bigger than that, even immensely so. Really? However, think of like those just strung together in an extremely long line that become more of a U shape. Okay. And so that U or Maybe not quite like that. Maybe that very much deep, deep you, but more like a crescent moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna float with, which is interesting, because they actually have on here the concept of a fixed barrier that's you know in the ground that's floating, catching mm-hmm. things. That it will go underneath. Mm. The plastic will go underneath it because it builds up, right? Right, right, right. And then right. Eventually, it's and then it'll go underneath, underneath eventually. Right, right. So with this in case, this is a drifting barrier is what they call it. And so it's essentially the barrier more so moves along. But because of that, the the garbage just continues to collect more so on the surface level and doesn't get end up pushing down huh. and going underneath. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That, I mean, I think and the big breakthrough here is they have so the kind of tying the two ends of the of the U together, there's this there's this anchor that they put out that that goes in a deeper part of the water, which uh, deeper part just means it just goes slower, right? So it's the anchor is kind of weighing it, and then this U stuff, this U shaped uh, collector, I guess this net flows with the current, meaning everything that's in the current just flows into this. It kind of gets collected, and as it's, the current it's a shifts, natural net. I mean, I don't yeah, know yeah, true. yeah. As the as the current shifts, I mean, this thing can also like it can spin around, it can do whatever, whatever it needs to do, but also keep that huge pile of of rubbish there and that's, that's collecting for, for in, cleaning up, yeah. Clean up, yeah. What I mean, and that's like wow, that's a really, really novel idea where you're not you know having to build and waste a ton of energy, you know, because if you collect it, if you try to collect it by ship, like, I mean, it sounds easy, right? But it's not easy. It's not easy. It is very hard to do that because it's, again, the currents, I mean, different kinds of stuff. It would take thousands of years to clean up by ship. What this company, what, what Slot or Boy and Slot is, is saying is within five years, they want to clean up half of this Great Pacific Garbage Patch. 
Yeah. Within five years. Half of it will be gone. Half of it will be gone. Yeah, that's crazy. Or that's the plan. That That is, I would even dare say, he, he maybe understands that technology might even, as they continue to do, develop this, maybe allow them to do even more. Oh, yeah. Quicker speed. So Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean this this was a, this is a really really exciting development, um, and uh, you know this is one thing we'll probably definitely want to be keeping our eyes on. Here's the deal: uh, just to try to give this perspective, though, is like this this is going to take a while. Still, mm-hmm. uh, he does have a I th- where is it? I want to say he does have a goal of one that it could be for the most part clean the ocean. Oh, I thought he had that somewhere. But here's the deal. There, right now, there's five trillion pieces of garbage in the ocean overall. Yikes. So this is the biggest one, right? So mm-hmm. and, there's, there's, and there's five uh, areas yes. that, are, that have like these garbage patches in the, around the world. So there's one around, um, there's one around the uh, Atlantic. There's one kind of in between uh, South America and Africa, and then one kind of between Africa and Australia. So there's five major ones. Five major ones, yeah. So this is a way that we can slowly start take, yeah, taking taking it down. And I will, you know, maybe we'll. I don't know if we have necessarily want to spend a whole bunch of time on explaining this, but here's the deal. The one other thing that this does bring up, though, is recycling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, <laughs> funny. So when Serge and I worked together, um, there was a client, I don't know if you had worked with them, but there was a client that was in the recycling lumber field. Okay. And I got to tour their plant. And what's interesting is I can see how you know, when when you have lower oil prices, just mm-hmm. so everybody knows, the cost of plastic goes down. We can, I was even part of one of our stats, I think, like 10% of. Yeah, right? yeah. So yep. <clears throat> when you have lower oil prices, the cost of creating plastic from scratch right. goes down. Uh, that also, What that also means is, I mean, it becomes very much more at least cost effective to create original than recycle hmm. because what you have to do is with the recycle you have to and this was something i didn't understand that they explained to me you have to wash it oh yeah yeah you gotta get all the grime and, and stuff out wash it out and then you gotta essentially grind it into like little pieces and stuff like that so i mean when we went to this facility it was all recycled product right but it was all, it had all been kind of shaved down into like little shavings. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is with these, I don't want to say engineers, but yeah, essentially chemical engineers, I believe, when they're trying to create this recycled plastic product, it's a lot more difficult now that you're using it the second time around versus when you're first starting out, the the science behind it is so much more straightforward sure sure and then i bet the energy that it takes to produce you know let's say a pound of plastic is very yes is a lot less than the energy it takes to uh basically recycle that pound of plastic right and this is not to say that recycling is important i'm just saying there's there's this cost side of things now that being said 
you know, in their situation, it's a really interesting concept, recycled, recycled lumber, because one of their big things is marine life. Yeah. That's what yeah. these guys are dealing with. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing that this, even what we're dealing with here is plastic is not degrading inside mm-hmm. of water, right? So if you were able to turn that into, in their case, it was kind of reinforced. They even had some metal in some of these boards, lumber. Hmm. You know, if a ship got out of hand and slammed into the side of a dock or slammed into an area, mm-hmm. and you had this lumber on the other side of it, it would act like a sponge almost. Really? And like, you know, absorb it and kick the... Interesting. And so, and then with, instead of wood... You know, 20 years later, you could power wash it and look brand new again, whereas the wood would be just completely rotted. Right, right. So, anyways, there's always, there's, there's always these these new challenge, these little, you know, quirky things that we have to figure out. How yeah. To, how to, I would say drive that cost down. Because if we can drive down the cost of recycling the plastic. Yeah. That's when things get really exciting. This actually becomes a resource, like a almost like a mining resource. It, exactly. Like people won't want to jump into this because, well, hi, there's this there's right. billions of dollars out floating in the ocean. Go grab billions it. Billions of dollars floating in the ocean right now. Yeah. I think it, coupled with that is if we can, so like you said, if we can bring down the cost of recycling, but coupled with that is if we can make the behavior of recycling basically no different than just throwing garbage away. If we can do that, um, then we will see a huge shift towards renewables and things like that. So what I mean by that is we've kind of started this already. Like in, in the in Sioux Falls where we live, uh, a lot of the public garbage cans out on the street, you know, like downtown, for example, we don't just have garbage cans anymore. We have a recycling can, and I think there's a paper one as well. Right. And, and many places have this now. But yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, that's been a while. And honestly, I, while, but. I mean, I will I will make a conscious decision. I will not just take stuff and just throw it in the trash anymore. I will actually sort my garbage. Right. And I think that that behavior is is catching on more. Um, and we'll probably see more innovation in that. I hope to see more innovation in that. Like where it's just, yeah, you just, you know, like, like our one of our local uh, garbage companies any you know any plastic any paper any kind of anything recyclable just throw it on all this in this ba- in this bin and we'll sort it that makes it so easy like it's super easy we just take cardboard or you know our, our bottles just throw it in there that's it don't think don't think about it so how do you make that whole process or that whole behavior just super easy to do without right. having to think you know, because I think, I mean, honestly, I don't think anyone's against having a clean environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to look at a, you know, take a, like, like I was saying, take a walk down, you know, some mountainside and see just, oh, here's a mattress over there. You know, you've got some bikes there. You've got like, just nobody wants that, you know, but at the same time, we can't, the way I feel is we can't, you know, stop using the resources. You know, we, we're going to use the resources. Let's use them a smart way. Yes. Let's, 
you know, where, where it makes sense, where we can, let's recycle. Where it makes sense, where we can, let's reuse. Where it makes sense, let's think of new things that can be more easily adapted. Like, I don't think we'll ever get away from plastic. Just mm-hmm. because, I mean, think about think about what plastic, think about everything that you have that's plastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, even this uh, <laughs> Boyan guy would be, he's totally in favor of plastic. Oh, yeah. He's like, I mean, medical technology, totally. your ability to re- respond to stuff is... I mean, for goodness sakes, half of your car is plastic. You know, <laughs> I don't know, my car is plastic. Like your bumper, your fender, some of that stuff is, is actually plastic or some kind of a composite. Um, you know, your dashboard is probably plastic. Think, And if you just sat and just thought about like, what what do I have that's plastic? Pretty much a lot of things. Here, here. This wasn't scheduled, but this is, this is a good example here. Um, 1997. Ah, uh, the good old days of supermarket shopping. They're like going through like when industrial area. And your next meal. Nothing. But today, there are materials that help lock out harmful contaminants and reduce spoilage, keeping us safe and the food we eat fresh. Plastics make it possible. <laughs> so now. The rest is history. So is that nineteen ninety seven? Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Plastics make it possible. I remember these ads. Yeah, yeah. It was a jingle in my or a phrase that uh of course brought to you by the plastic American Council. <laughs> American Council of Plastics. <clears throat> so yeah. yeah, very true. Plastics are probably not going away not going away. Um but there's 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 a wise way to use stuff you know mm-hmm. um you've you've seen probably a rise in people having their own personal water bottles right that's a good thing at, at the uh at the fitness center i go to yeah you have the you have the water refillable containers yeah and they literally have a counter that says how many water bottles you've saved really that's cool it's a lot. I, I will admit, I was kind of shocked the other day at the number that I saw. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the other thing, so so you know, Boyan is doing some really some really amazing work. There's other companies. One of the things that I and what really kind of prompted this this episode was there's. <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about this yet, but apparently, Japanese scientists uh, accidentally created this enzyme that eats plastic bottles you heard that right it eats plastic bottles yeah we might, we might have to do a little more research on how all this works but yeah it's and there's even a fungi apparently that maybe works yeah stuff as well. yeah so i mean t- to me it's like okay well this enzyme what does that mean are you just going to go and like take a hose and just spray you know, a landfill full of this enzyme and it's just going to degrade this plastic? Like, I don't know. It's supposed to theoretically speed things up 10 to 100 times faster, apparently, Uh, which is a pretty big variant. But the, yeah, uh, there's a lot of unknowns here. Oh, yeah, this, this is where I was going with that. It always makes me a little bit nervous when we, you know, we're like, oh, well, let's just, you know, Let's just let's just let's just mass spray everything yeah. with this enzyme because 
there's been a lot of side effects Ruben like let's just you know let's just release this into the as a way to you know combat this uh, issue that we're facing good yeah. example here in the Midwest we had an aphid problem mm. you know what we did to take care of the aphids they brought in the Asian beetle to take care of the aphids oh yeah and within the first like 24 months people realized oh man what did we do i've made a huge mistake <clears throat> i don't even know what a ladybug looks like anymore because i can't hardly distinguish it between a an that's asian right beetle. that's right and now the asian beetle isn't it like killing a bunch of trees and stuff now oh it's, they're they just it's a nuisance now it's it is a nuisance i i would say here we deal with them all over the place yeah oh hey Got rid of the aphid problem pretty quick, but uh, <laughs> wow, that was not that was clearly not thought of that properly. Was, well, once again, <laughs> you never. I I mean, there's other things that have have done okay, like the pheasant in South Dakota. We actually have a tourism here for people to come hunt pheasants. Yeah, people fly in all over the place to come hunt pheasants. Uh, as a matter of fact, the DNR raises them and releases them. You know what the real name of the pheasant is? The Chinese ringneck pheasant. Go figure that one out. Huh? Mm. That was not native to, uh, to the area. Yeah. You might have that, to do a little more research on that just to make sure I'm correct on that. But I'm pretty sure it's the Chinese ringneck pheasant. Yeah, that's so. an interesting take. Um, huh. Very cool. The So, anyways, I'm just saying there's a part of me that's like, <laughs> do we really just <laughs> Grab that hose, man. We need the <laughs> largest hose we can do. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just squirt it all out. Of <laughs> yeah, I would. I would probably push the pause button here a little bit. Um, Gosh, so I, just reading a little bit more about that. Um, what what the scientists are saying is like they want to actually turn this plastic back into its original components. So meaning oil. Meaning they want to take this. So and maybe maybe it looks more controlled. Maybe it's like, well, you know, here's a tank full of, you know, tons of plastic bottles. We spray that, we wash them all, and then we spray the the bottles with this enzyme. It takes a few days to start breaking down. Right. Eventually, you'll get petroleum oil, and then you just take that and re- redo it, and make more plastic bottles or whatever you do. You know, I don't know. It's still it's still in in its infancy. I think um, probably probably won't find out for a little bit. But man, if if that sounds like an easy solution, if anything sounds like an easy solution, that sounds you know, like an gonna, easy. We found a way to recycle plastic, <laughs> but uh, the smell is so potent <laughs> that you know. <laughs> I mean, there's I always just, a trade off. Yeah, there's 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 gotta. I I just can't believe this is like the. I mean, it'd be awesome if it is, but I just feel like well, let's let's try this, let's test it out, and then maybe start you know scaling yeah. it as need be, right? Um, I want to mention two quick things here, and we can kind of start wrapping up. But um, this is really cool. Uh, company we we follow, you probably have their device in your pocket. Apple, yeah, has actually gone one hundred percent recyclable, renewable. Meaning all the power that they have for their plants, um, most let's let's say like their data centers, their right. 
their you know new Apple Park campus, all that stuff is actually renewable. So it comes either from you know solar or or, uh, or at least hydro. Able, yeah, at least they're able to supply the network again. I think how it works. They're able to supply the network based on their consumption. Yes. Their consumption is completely offset by what they've created. As yes. As yes. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So that, I thought that's, that's a huge, that's awesome. Yes. That is really cool. I mean, a huge company like that and actively focusing on that aspect of things and actually making it happen. That's really cool. Well, Hey, iTunes, look what it did to save us from plastic CDs, huh? That's right. I haven't bought a CD in in probably a decade. I really haven't either. That's right. Really Peter. screwed up the music industry, but yeah, I mean, hey. Yeah, you're so right Actually, on that. Actually, that didn't screw up the music industry. Streaming screwed up the music industry. Yeah, That's but, for another day. But streaming's coming back, bringing it back now. So I've heard. Yeah. Another topic for another day. We should we should dive into that. It's like, hey, yeah. hey artist, thanks for your done. Here's a penny. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Here's I love that song. Here's a penny. One thirty second of a penny. Right. Yeah. Um the other thing I wanted to mention is and I think we've talked about this before, is the massive amounts of space junk that we have. Oh. So again, we as we're humans, we're polluters. We don't just pollute our oceans and our you know hiking trails. We pollute the space. We just got to find a way to collect it and then slow it down so it descends into orbit yes. and then just burns up in the atmosphere. That's the easy solution, but the problem or that's is that the easy, literally the easy. That's the easy. Yeah, the easiest way is just hey, just let it all drop to the earth somehow. Um, but it's not as easy as it sounds to actually make that happen. Well, if it's an orbit, it's an orbit. Yeah. So the U S air force actually catalogs and tracks all space. Like if they have a map, they have a globe, right? And they have literally points on that around that globe that say, Hey, we have confirmed space junk in this location, in this location. And a lot of times when they're launching new rockets nowadays, they have to actually Reference that map. It's, there's so much garbage out there <laughs> that we have to reference that map. Isn't that nuts? And some of the stuff is like, you know, it's not all just old, you know, useful satellites anymore. It's Some of it's like just tiny little things that are, you know, flying out there somewhere. It's like, how do you bring, you know, how do you bring a a bolt from... A, a exploded satellite or something like that. How do you bring that down to disintegrate into into the atmosphere? I, I think you got really careful about that. Those bolts are like engineered to <laughs> that's true explode themselves, aren't they? Well, I don't know. I mean, some of this stuff is like, yeah. So look at the I the space junk forced the ISS to move three times in 2014. <laughs> Come on, people. Three times. It... <laughs> you oh. know what? This is it. This is it. I mean, this is just proof. It's like, the comet's coming. We can't launch. There's too much junk. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, yeah, Mr. President. Uh, Mr. President, <laughs> our counterforce cannot launch the rocket. It'll disintegrate before it ever hits the comet. Yeah. It's getting kind of closer. And then, so every time something collides in space, it just increases the problem a hundredfold. So, like, you know, one satellite colliding into another old satellite <laughs> just, like, obviously, it just breaks up, and, and now it's a hundred times more of a problem. So, um. There's some projects on that. This could be another episode that we talk more about some of these things. Something called the Space Fence. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That sounds stupid. (laughs) The Space Fence. You can't... You can't try to... Hey. (laughs) Hey, Jeff. This is my... (laughs) This is my yard. (laughs) You can't cross my... Um... Let's hope it's a actual feasible thing. But either way, the financial costs of of bringing this space came in there hot. (laughs) Financial costs will be huge to fix it up, and and really with anything, like even this. Just gotta mine it. (laughs) Even this. Hey, these glasses. It's from Sputnik. Sputnik 3. Uh, I would totally wear Sputnik glasses. See? (laughs) See, it's all in how you you think about it. So, I know it's kind of a lighthearted episode, talking about a pretty serious thing, but, um, you know, sometimes we have to laugh at ourselves as a a human race, because we are just kind of dumb sometimes, you know, (laughs) with the choices that we make. Constantly dwell like on negative, 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 negative. Yeah. Which it's just, we're going to be very clear. This is a negative, but obviously we were super proud of, I mean, quite frankly, the people like Boyan who comes up with this innovation stuff. Absolutely. And um, yeah, if you want to support it, go check out his website. Um, yeah. It's uh, theoceancleanup.com. Com. And you yep. can uh, you can go there and read all about There's tons, tons of material there. Um, yeah. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, you can check us out on futurebreak.net. Uh, we are on Twitter at futurebreakpod. Uh, on Facebook also at futurebreak. Where else can you find us, Peter? Yes, you can find us on your favorite podcast player. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox. Shout out to our Castbox listeners again. And also, once again, if you want to keep the conversation going, head over to Discord discord.gg forward slash future break you can always find your next favorite episode or next favorite podcast on the podglomerate.com that's our network and we're super proud to be part of that yep and uh again thanks for hanging out with us have a magical day cheers